0: FM to get started.
1: Dark Phoenix. Is it dark or is it good? Which is better, X3 The Last Stand or Dark Phoenix? We're going to talk about that in a full spoiler filled review. Plus, our reactions to Marvel's Avengers, the video game trailer that just dropped at E3. Are we excited about it? What do we think of the looks in it? We're going to dissect that trailer. Plus, First reactions to Jessica Jones Season 3. Don't worry, no spoilers for Jessica Jones. But so much to talk about today on Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Good afternoon to you, our merry Marvelites. Welcome back to Marvel Movie News. We're coming to you live from the Danger Room. Mm. I wrote it down and then I forgot what I'd written down. (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We are going to be talking about Dark Phoenix. Uh, All spoilers from here on out for Dark Phoenix. Just fair warning to anybody who's worried, I guess, a week (laughs) later about getting that movie spoiled. Uh, but we want to make sure that you're aware, uh, so we're going to talk about that. Jessica Jones' first re- first feelings, I think we've seen just the first episode so far, no spoilers on that, but what are our first impressions, Avengers video game trailer, uh, so there's a bunch of other stuff too, mainly Dark Phoenix we've got to talk about. Um, I'm Zach Wilson, <laughs> got to remember who we are. That's Zia Anderson.
2: That's
0: me. And I'm Christian Blad. Hi. Hi.
1: Uh, one thing we want to uh, uh, make sure that you guys aware of, you may have heard us tease on last week's yes. uh, Marvel movie news, or on Sunday during Marvel TV weekly. Um, Chris Claremont, unfortunately, he's a busy guy. He's an important guy. He's got a lot of stuff going on. There's this other show coming out. Uh, what, what's that? What's uh, that? You know, it's on. It's on FX. It's it's a little
0: popular. Yeah, he ditched us for the Legion premiere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people can't yeah.
2: blame him for that. Can't, know, can't, know, yeah, blame, yeah, can't blame for that. Him
0: at all. Um, but we are it's working on rescheduling yes. that, right? Yes. It's, yeah. We it will definitely be rescheduled. Just right now, I'm not sure when. And, okay. uh, we're still in the process of that.
1: And cool. we, as soon as we know more about when that's going to be rescheduled for, we will make sure to let you guys know. And we're still going to talk about Dark Phoenix. Talk hopefully about the the Legion premiere right. that's coming
0: next next week. Is that already I think next it's week? actually a week from Monday. Okay. Yeah, I think I I, I was originally, I uh, thought it was this Monday coming up, but I think it's the 24th. So, Got it. Yeah. Well, either way,
1: lots of cool stuff to talk to Chris about once we get a chance to sit down with him, but stick around for that. But why don't we talk about Dark Phoenix in the meantime? So much to dissect here. Um, I just want to start out with your first guttural reactions and like chat i want i also want to hear from you guys because like i want to know what you guys thought of this movie this is the one of the most movies where i especially wanted to know what other people thought when you first left the theater what were your first reactions to dark phoenix
2: So I had had two things. I had literally just finished the Dark Phoenix Saga right before I went to the theater. Like maybe an hour or two before I went to go watch the movie. So it's hard because I was like, oh, this story, this is such a cool story that they could tell. Um, but I also was going into it with expectations that were so ridiculously low because of what people were saying just the Rotten tomato score which is what 23% I think at that point I don't know if it's changed since then um, so I went in with really really low expectations but having just read it so part of me was like oh this, is actually, this was actually really cool it was not anywhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be there were things I liked I mean um, Zach you're right Michael Fassbender on this, just anytime he's in a scene you're just like oh this is so great um and so there was that there was those parts of it but i feel like it was a bit of a letdown because they really missed an opportunity opportunity goodness gracious that's a word um to tell a really cool story so it's like they kind of told the story but they didn't like there was i feel like there could have been it doesn't have to be exactly comic book accurate but you could have you could have used elements of it more i think than they did so that part was disappointing but not terrible Definitely not as bad as I thought.
1: Christian, what did you think? You and I saw it together, yes. so I heard a little bit of your reaction. Yeah, we talked
2: a little bit
0: about it uh, last week. We talked about it in the spoiler-free way. Uh, but uh, I generally like the X-Men movies. I did like this one, just uh, on, on its merits. Uh, it was uh, flawed, certainly. But I'm always willing to grade the X-Men on a bit of a curve, because I care so much about those characters. I... Uh, I care about them more than most of the Avengers characters. Just those movies, sure, I, I admit those movies are better, but I've just cared about them for so long that I kind of want them to be better than maybe sometimes they are. But I, I didn't dislike this movie. There are definitely a few eye rolls, a couple of like, you know, shifting in my seat, waiting for something else to happen. But first and foremost, I was excited because Nightcrawler is one of my favorite X Men and he gets a lot of screen time in this movie. Finally, we get to see Nightcrawler. So, uh, even if I hated everything else, I still would have been like, you know, it was pretty good because we got a lot of Nightcrawler. This was like swashbuckling Nightcrawler, yes. too. That's like, a Nightcrawler <laughs> I love. Dab yeah.
2: someone through the neck with his tail. That was yeah. awesome. That was cool. That was super cool. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm into this. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I, when I first left the theater, I was like, that was good. Like, that wasn't great. That was good. Um,. That was my base reaction. Was like that was fine. Yeah, it was more like yeah, okay, that was a that was.
2: That was a movie we watched. Yeah, that was a movie.
1: <laughs> um, but I'm really curious if it's your reaction has changed since you saw it because this is one of those movies that like as I once I got out of it I was like yeah that was good it wasn't great but the more I more time I've spent like thinking about it and this is I'll admit partially that like the the the. Danger of being like a critic. Like we have a show, and we have to talk about it, and I love talking about it. But when you have to talk about it, you have to you sometimes overthink things because you have to stop and be like, okay, so what did I think of this? What did I think of that? And the more time I spent thinking about it, the less I liked it. The more flaws I found, the more. Like the good stuff, like sort of fell to the wayside for the the stuff I didn't like.
2: Well, because you're looking at it with a more critical eye. That always tends to happen. Well, but like,
1: and, and I don't want to have to compare it to Endgame because that's not fair. Except that they sort of that was one of my crit- crit- like my things is like I felt like they think it was Endgame right, for like the X Men universe, version, yeah. but it wasn't. Um, and that process, that that thought process of like they treated it like it was their big finale as opposed to the second movie in in for a lot of these characters that's where it fell through for me as i started to think about it but so did did you guys think that it did your has your opinion changed over the last week since you saw it
2: um yeah, I agree. The more you think about it, the more I'm like, oh, I didn't like this. I didn't like this. I think the the more highlights for me were just a lot of the action scenes and just a lot of the acting cuz I thought that the acting is great. Um then you start thinking about things that really bother you like for example, um Mystique's makeup. What what was that? <laughs> like what are we doing here? We're just pretending like the Mystique that was in the last movie and the previous movies is not the Mystique anymore and now she's more human. Like I don't understand what they were going for. The hair was awful. And um, also, Quicksilver in, like, what, one scene? Thanks a lot, guys. So that was disappointing, just right off the bat. Christian
1: got his Nightcrawler, and Zia didn't get her Quicksilver. Quicksilver. They traded amounts of screen time. And
0: for Raven, remember, she's a shapeshifter, so perhaps she shapeshifts into a less good-looking version of herself.
2: Yeah, that's good. Just be the the discount (laughs) version of yourself. Great. Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) Look. Ray, what does
1: Raven know about makeup? She could just do whatever she wants. Yeah, she doesn't true. have to. Maybe she's trying to. It. it was the. This is the nineties, Zia. Right? This takes place same <laughs> the Nineties. The yeah. They like
0: kind of show it, but not really. Not really. Yeah, um, you don't get the nineties no, like, feel at all. Captain Marvel. You knew it was the nineties mostly yeah. from the nineties music. This. It's only the '90s because they told you it was the '90s. You don't see yeah. any. There's just see cars that look like they're from the '90s. There's there's nothing, you know. Yeah.
2: Close, not uh,
0: oh, but in answer to your question, um, I don't think that much differently about it. I'm more inclined to like. I do want to watch it again, mm-hmm. and I think a second viewing would be more critical. Yeah. So if I have the time to watch it again, I think that's when I might, you know, start picking apart the things that I didn't like.
2: But look, it's not a bad watch. I don't think it deserved the 23 percent it got on Rotten Tomatoes. Where was like, it's so. T- terrible like i think you can go watch it and enjoy it
1: i i agree with that that's the thing it is like i enjoyed the action sequences Mm -hmm. i think clearly whoever uh was doing fight choreography or like or simon kinberg watches the netflix shows because he designed the big final battle to be in a basically a big hallway that's
2: a good point i didn't think about that
1: and now here's the thing It doesn't compare to the Netflix hallway fight sequences, but as far as mutant fight sequences, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fun. I thought it used power. I think, so as far as stuff that we liked, I thought that the fight sequences and a lot of the ways that they use powers for like big actiony and even dramatic moments were Mm -hmm. really cool. Um, The moment where. Gene and Magneto are, like, fighting psychically to control the helicopter, that was awesome. Because that's something you always think about in comics is, like, what if you had to... Like, what if it's two people with powers that, even if they're not identical, like, had to... Try to do opposite things. What like would the helicopter break in half? Would it? What like? So we got to see that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. What what, what were some things that you guys really liked about the movie?
0: Well, it's good that you what mentioned the, the fight sequences because that is one of the and and very specifically the the way that powers that we've seen on the big screen for twenty years like Magneto's they're still able to find some inventive ways. Like when he made the train car collapse in on itself with everybody in it, I was like, oh, that's that's a little different than something we've seen before. For. So I thought all that stuff was good. Um, I I care about these characters, and I think that Sophie Turner did a great job conveying a Jean Grey who is conflicted with this power she has, not knowing how to handle it, and obviously very upset with you know what she's done to her friend. Uh, I I bought her as someone who's being inhabited by an alien being that has immense power. So uh, I th- I really thought everybody was great. Cyclops is not my favorite, I'm just going to say. But I, I liked everybody him. else. I don't
2: mind him. Yeah. I agree. Um- I was, I was just gonna say I agree. I agree with that that uh, a lot. I really like also the way they showed how much power she has, especially when she meets Magneto and she's crushing him with her helmet, with his helmet, and um and then she just breaks it apart easily. Like she's basically just toying with him. Yeah. I like the way that they showed that of like, look, I could crush you like a tiny bug. But I'm not gonna now get the hell out of here. I I I enjoyed the way they did that. That was good. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and as you're saying, like Michael Fassbender, just like everything that he's in is elevated. And and like that's the thing. I don't think Sophie Turner did a bad job. I think she's great in that role. I wish she just had another movie in between. Um, I, I like. I wish that she had more time to develop this character, and we're going to talk about it a little bit when we do uh, Last Stand versus Dark Phoenix. <laughs> but that's one of the big flaws for me is that Dark Phoenix, or, or rather X, like three, the Last Stand had chance to develop. Uh Fomka Jansen mm-hmm. as Jean Gray to the point where you cared about not yeah. just the character of Jean Gray but this version of Jean gray and so and like i Apocalypse was such a lackluster story, especially, and she was just a kind of background in that one
2: very much that
1: you didn't have time to attach to her uh, and so in turn did a great job with the stuff that she was given. But and this sort of I think rings to a lot of Fox's X Men strategy. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. But Matthew Vaughn was talking about um, how w- when he wrote First Class and then uh, Days of Future Past, he originally had a tr- had three movies planned. Days of Future Past was supposed to be the third one, not the second of this like soft reboot of the X Men franchise. Yeah. There was he had planned a '70s Wolverine movie.
2: God, I would have
1: loved that. That he wanted to cast Tom Hardy in to bring a young Wolverine in. Now, how that uh, you're breaking timelines even further. But but but, look, it's not important. Don't don't. (laughs) Basically, when it comes to X Men timelines, just don't think about it. Like (laughs) they they clearly didn't try to make it make sense. They just made a the next movie and moved forward. Um, which can be fine if you just like don't if you're not a nerd and you need to micro dissect everything and need it to line up and you have charts and graphs and like books full of like how did this work and, you're and then you're like oh it didn't work wrong. they just didn't think about it. Fox. Anyway. <laughs> um, Clearly you've never done this but before. But what, what Matthew Vaughn said he had planned is he was going to do, uh, it was X-Men First Class, and then it was supposed to be this young Wolverine movie, and then once you've like been inhabiting in this world, and I'm sure that there would be other X-Men that would have popped up in the, in that timeline, you might have had Magneto and Xavier in the McAvoy and Fastbender versions into in, integrating into that story. Then you get X Men: Days of Future Past as the third in a trilogy. Where oh, okay, so now everything's going crazy, and then uh, he actually talked about he thought that once they that Apocalypse was a step back from stakes wise, and that makes a lot of sense when you think about how we received Apocalypse. The last X, like it's the entire universe and every X Men and mutant is going to be destroyed, but we saved the day. Well, now this guy's coming along to take over the world, and not just the, you like, the, not all of time is at stake. And it's just like, it's a de-heightening. Yeah, I actually um, agree. That's a good point. B- and he had said that uh, a homeless wanted Apocalypse to happen before of Future Past if they'd flipped him.
0: And that actually w- also makes sense to me. That mm-hmm. could
1: have worked if they had reversed the order.
0: Yeah, I just think the the stakes of Days of Future Past should be higher. And yeah, I think that if that was the order, you know, and whatever that middle movie would have been too, I think it, yeah, I think it all would have worked. Uh it would have worked out really well that way. But that's not what we got. Yeah, that's not what we got. <laughs> um and, and there were a lot of changes that, that came
1: um uh, the what's his name? Uh, Ty, Ty, Sheridan? Ty Sheridan. That's yeah. Cyclops. Yeah. Um, Cyclops was talking about, and he was the one who he spilled the beans yeah. about. Like, so we talked a little about it a little bit last week, but they changed a lot of the ending of Dark Phoenix. They had to do rewrites mm-hmm. based on some changes from quote another. Marvel movie that came or another superhero movie that came out
2: that we, we don't we don't know what that is
1: uh, well now we do we do yeah
2: yeah uh, it
1: was one we as expected it was absolutely Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and when you if you watch Dark Phoenix this makes all the sense they were the the uh, the Debaribari yeah Dabari. were' not supposed to come from a one panel reference <laughs> in the Dark Phoenix comics which is where that those characters come from. But they were supposed to be scrolls.
0: who do feature in the Dark Phoenix they, they comics. And yes. yeah, and, and, would and play have, a part. Yeah, and Sorry. would have made sense in yeah. this movie if those characters were squirrels. You're like, okay, sure. And I think that the you know what's not in the movie, I think, is this planned idea of the squirrels. Is according to Ty Sheridan, the squirrels were going to have infiltrated our government, and mm-hmm. you know all of this. And I'm like, oh, that's a way better movie, and. You know, I think you. you know, I guess, well, judging from the box office, they probably are like, "Oh, it would have been all right if we had an ending like Captain Marvel's. So that yeah. would have been okay." Yeah. Well, that's that's I think where Dark Phoenix cl-
1: clearly suffered was they set out to make a certain thing and then basically way too late in the game got some forced changes from outside this was like oh somebody beat us to this story and even though they had the technical rights to do it because both companies had rights to the scrolls they didn't want to just do the same thing and so they changed course they also uh simon kinberg was talking about were so this was supposed to be one of a this was supposed to be a two-part movie mm-hmm. right? It was supposed to be like dark phoenix part one and dark phoenix part two you can debate and we could debate forever about whether you like two-part movies or not. uh, Obviously, we've seen that done to some success in certain franchises and to failure in others. Endgame and Infinity War is basically a Mm two-part movie and it works in that sense. Uh, But then you have movies like Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows, where it just feels like you split a movie into two. Personally, like
2: you, I didn't mind that. I think, and this is coming from just like a ridiculous Harry Potter fan. Um, <laughs> I think you, I think you needed to do that because if you tried to make it one, no way.
1: I don't think that you're wrong. I, like you're not wrong. It, it, you needed the space to tell that story, mm-hmm. and maybe you did for Dark Phoenix, but we'll, we won't know. Clearly, the the fact that this movie felt rushed. Yeah. Is part of that they found out in pre-production that they were losing their second movie, so they had to go back to the, the back into the script, rework things and change things and speed everything up, right, um, to make it fit into a single movie. Uh, partially because I'm sure they knew the Disney, that the Fox merger, the, the, the Fox buyout was coming, and they just they knew they this was going to be the last one, so they had to speed things up. But that's part of why the movie feels a little bit disjointed. Mm-hmm. Look. Everyone freaks out when they hear the words rewrites or reshoots. Those are normal. Those happen all the time. It's when you have giant companies in motion instituting changes. That's when you're right. they have these things. Rewrites are absolutely normal.
2: Well yeah, it's I think it's different as rewrites of being like, you know what, we don't like this here, let's put this here. Like it just works better this way as opposed to Oh crap, we gotta remake kind of the whole idea of this movie and we gotta change a lot. Then that's a completely yeah. different
1: story. I've seen so many stories this week of people like freaking out about like things that are just part of making movies. Like right. Simon, like uh, Sophie Turner was talking about, oh yeah, we were rewriting the script on set all the time. And everyone's <laughs> like, what? Oh my god. You know what other movie was constantly writing and rewriting the script on set every day? And I literally every day. Iron Man. Yeah. The first Iron Man was ha- wasn't even done with the script when they started filming. That's amazing. Uh, if you read like what John Favreau was talking, and and uh, I think who was who was it that was talking about. Um, Jeff Bridges was talking about it. Uh, he was like, he would just show up and they'd be like, new
0: pages. Every <laughs> yeah, and, mo- and most of our favorite, beloved TV shows work that way, too. You yeah. know, like the you know the showrunner's like, okay, what are we shooting tomorrow? That's what I'm rewriting. You know, so it, it happens a lot. I mean, uh, it, it has a sound of like, oh my god, they rewrote it. And reshoots... Look, there are definitely examples where reshoots don't necessarily make a movie better, but in general, most movies that we like have some degree of reshoots. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and it usually, I would bet, makes a movie better to have taken a little <laughs> yeah, time for reshoots. Usually. Usually. Yeah, usually. Yeah,
2: usually. They yeah. did that with Rogue One, too. I was just going to say, and I love that movie.
1: Rogue One had heavy rewrites. <laughs> right. That was, rewrites. Like, that was like. They got the cut and said, oh, this is not the direction we wanted. We're changing things. But like every movie, Endgame had reshoots. Mm -hmm. Literally any movie you can think of went into post, ended main main production, went into post, said, oh, this scene needs an extra shot here, or we need an extra scene here. Drop this scene. There's a reason you have deleted scenes. It's because once you write it, shoot it, and put it together, you're like, "Eh, that didn't work the way I imagined it. Let's crap. Let's scrap it.
2: Just crap or, it. Or it
1: like we found something. We we had a better idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you have a big budget movie, you have the money to go make those ideas happen. So let's talk. about This is the, the controversial topic that I want to get into.
0: Anything good from the chat? Uh, would there, are, uh, There's a general feeling, and something that we actually haven't touched on, is that uh, Jessica Chastain was wasted. And I don't think they mean drunk. Uh, they mean that she was wasted in this, you know, she's a great actress, she did what she could with what was given to her, and uh, she wasn't given much to work with. Yes, I 100% agree with that. I think she
2: could have just not been in the movie, and I wouldn't have noticed. Like, it would have been fine.
1: Well, that was the thing. By taking the, the by, by making it not the scrolls and taking, if there was, like, this government conspiracy yeah. going on in the background and all that, you, lower, you took away all the stakes. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, they didn't give us any of the background on the Dabari, or, like, why they were there. We knew that the Phoenix Force had done something bad to them, yeah. vaguely, but that was really it. We didn't. Go to the planet. We didn't see them get so. Like, if the backstory was the Phoenix Force destroyed our planet, so we're going to take it and use that force to take over a new planet to rebuild our home world. If that's the story, they didn't do a great job. They talked about it. They told us that that that's what happened. They never showed us.
2: It felt like such a background thing too. Like it felt like you're like okay, but I kind of don't care. Like even though that's like a horrible thing, you're like you didn't make me feel anything but
1: that's the that's the thing it's basically if you could like i almost wish we could have started the movie seeing their homeworld destroyed yeah no that, that would have really no up.
2: but it would have it would have added more weight and it, you would have cared more about their cause and you're like okay i get it i understand what's happening here instead of it just being like who who are they and where are they coming from and why exactly
0: do they want why are they so interested in the Phoenix Force? Yeah, shit, you know, and yeah, I think that uh, you know if we would have cared a lot about them, and you know been at least a little sympathetic mm-hmm. if it's like, well, look what happened to their their home world. Yeah, that would have been a great way to start it.
1: I mean, it's like the scrolls in Captain Marvel. Yeah, we like, the, yeah, they did bad things, but we, we cared about them because we saw their plight. We got to see their, the humanity side of them. Yeah. And
2: you and you and you hear more about the backstory, and you're like, oh, I get it. And then you get someone like Ben Mendelssohn who's. Just great yeah. to right. portray it, and you're like, and, yeah. and Jessica
1: Chastain, she did the best she could with what she had, and she did a great job. Like her, her performances in the scenes that she had were great. There's just not a lot there for us to connect to. Mm-hmm. It, it, even right. a great performance can't give you backstory without it being in the script, right? Um, so, here that is actually a perfect transition into the discussion of Dark Phoenix the most recent attempt to adapt the Dark Phoenix Saga from the comics, versus the first attempt on the big screen to adapt the Dark Phoenix Saga, which is X-Men 3, The Last Stand and Christian Chris and I in, in like our little group text little chain, group text chain with, where Zia like found her phone later and was like what the heck? no I was, I was
2: at work there's yeah. no way I can well, be on my phone at work that's what I mean you found it later <laughs> yeah. and you were like 30 messages no what? I did I looked at it and I was like huh like, uh, <laughs> I read through them really quick and I was like okay what, what were, the,
0: back what to what to were the boys nerd fighting about and you're like oh X-Men makes sense Christian and I were having a debate yeah.
1: about cause I, I went and rewatched X-Men 3 The Last Stand um and at the end of it and I, I like i'm not saying that i think that it is a good movie right. per se but i think that as one movie as a movie it is better than dark phoenix christian disagrees i do zia hasn't set her view a point on it yet but let's have a little debate here christian I'm gonna so, let you go first on I, this one. I rewatched
0: it about five years ago because uh, leading up to Days of Future Past, I watched all of them, and uh, I found that there was more in X Men Origins Wolverine that I didn't hate, namely, uh, namely, Leif Schreiber. This movie, I think, I liked less rewatching it, and it's very simple. What I didn't like about it, you took the greatest comic book story ever time uh, of all time, according to me, <laughs> and made it boring it is so dull Uh, Jean uh, Famke Jensen I liked in the first two it's like she's sleepwalking through this movie and not only that they crammed this other storyline into it and like you had enough with Dark Phoenix you put a bad storyline with the cure in there and uh, you know and then we got a bad angel uh, I forget that actor's name. He's actually a good actor. I just didn't like him in that. And uh, He's so, only in it for three scenes. Right, exactly. <laughs> so but uh, so I, I just really found that they, they just made it dull and uninteresting. The one thing that's better is that Wolverine's in it, and he should be a part of the story. Uh, not this version of the Dark Phoenix that we just got now, because all of all a lot of age and appropriateness there. <laughs> but... Uh, that's I'd say the one thing for it. Um, it's my least favorite X Men movie, but I also don't even like hate it. Hate it. It's just uh, there's there's so much with it that like like this Dark Phoenix. I'm like oh, there's so many missed opportunities. So I graded this Dark Phoenix on a curve because to me it's just better than that one, and that for me it isn't uh, really saying that much. Yeah. So here's the
1: thing that I, I want to clarify. X Men 3, I am not saying is a good adaptation Correct. of Dark Phoenix <laughs> in any way, because it's just not. It basically took the idea of a bad, super, very overpowered Gene Gray mm-hmm. and dropped everything else from Dark Phoenix. Oh, so, I wouldn't
2: even know you were trying to tell a Dark Phoenix story with that movie, yeah, honestly.
1: It's just evil Gene Gray. And yeah. so, like, that, like, to me, I basically put that aside because. That was. I'm just looking at it as like, okay, what did I see on screen? Not like what version of the comic did I want to see, and what it came down to for me was like these two movies. Which one was I more invested in the stakes of? And to me, X Men Three had higher stakes because you had a weaponized cure, which like for whatever like you can say it's like shoehorned into the Dark Phoenix sure. story, it is mo- scarier. It's treated. It's it's a scarier thing for the people, the characters that we've invested in that we care about, that they could just get shot with a needle and powers gone like that. Yeah, in I mean, an instant. And, and,
0: and that happens to Storm in in the comics in Uncanny uh, on X Men One Eighty Five. They're determined to to shoot Rogue, and they miss, and they shoot Storm, and for a long time she doesn't have powers. So I was actually glad they were. Uh, they uh, I think that should have been a different movie. Uh, I just don't know that Brett Ratner was going to make an X-Men movie that I like and sorry in the chat uh, Carlito Lee likes this movie better but he reminds me of something that did bother me uh, Cyclops dies almost off screen like you see him die but I'm like wait did he die it, Cyclops are you dead and then the movie ends I'm like I guess he stayed dead because I was. I remember watching it in the theater and I'm like, I didn't know he died and I should have known that one of the founding members of the X-Men died in the movie. So anyway, that just reminded me of one of my major <laughs> problems. An- the movie. Another reason yeah. that you didn't yeah. like it. Nice. Yeah.
1: I mean look, like look, like, so Dark Phoenix, I like the the actions he better. I think that the stuff they did with Genosha was really cool. Like but i would love to see a movie about ganoderma it's the same thing they did in apocalypse and maybe it's just fastbender but like yeah. like the I, the these those little moments those emotional moments between characters and like what they're trying to do is way more fascinating to me than big world ending stuff and so phoenix falls away is like barely a part of the Last Stand. I almost feel it. Almost feels like Venom in Spider Man Three, where. <laughs> but but it's the same thing. Where I feel like that somebody went in and pitched, this is the movie I want to make. Sam Raimi went in for Spider Man Three. was like, I want to make a Sandman movie, um, and I want. Uh, uh, the Harry Osborne to take up the Green Goblin that's the two part story that yeah. I want to tell here and they're like yeah but everyone wants Venom you're going to do <laughs> Venom right he's like but I don't even like Venom like do I have to and they're like you gotta do Venom like but can I,
2: it it can, fit I in with the story? can I cast
0: somebody who's dark and pretty nope that kid from that 70's show he's going to be Venom <laughs> who I like a um, lot oh, by the way I but like say. he went in he wanted to
1: do this movie and they made him put Venom in and I feel like X-Men 3 they wanted to do the movie about the cure yeah and they were like, yeah, but, but Famke Jensen's gotta be in it. Like, you gotta bring her back and do Dark Phoenix. And they're like, but we were gonna do this cure thing because that's, like, emotionally, like, the right stakes to do at this point, and it makes sense for the world. And they're like, yeah, but Dark Phoenix. And then they're like, well, I'm, okay, and whoop, there she goes. Um, but the the dynamics of that, the world, the vil- here's what it comes down to for me. <clears throat> the villains were scarier in the last stand because the villains were the government as opposed to the, the, the debari right who i didn't like they were more powerful but i didn't care about their story so they didn't feel scary
2: and also they didn't feel scary to me because there weren't there weren't that many of them like there were but there weren't like if Whoever showed up at the train, it seems like a lot of their race got killed, and they just had like a few of them there tr- trying to go like go there and start a new life and take over Earth and whatever. But it didn't seem to like affect anyone else outside of the X Men, so it didn't feel like oh it was this big world threat. It's just. Here's a few Debari that we have to defeat. Yeah. We will no problem. I mean, so here's
1: the question that I have for you guys: like, we could debate about this movie. There's, there's no answer. It's just their movies,
0: their opinions. Well, it's
2: opinion, yeah, yeah, really opinion based.
0: Wait, but Zia, do you have a strong opinion as to one being better than the other? Because yes, we, we did, we did our thing, um, and I know I assume you haven't seen it in a while. But I it, haven't,
2: I haven't seen it in a while, so it would be I, I would have to rewatch it. Um, at the time watching it, I was really young, so I didn't have like the same problems that I have with it now. It's like it's different. It's a whole different light experience. Um, but I like this. I like this Dark Phoenix better, I think. I think just as far as like overall movies go, it's just, it's a little better.
1: That's fine. And like, that's the thing. Like, we all have opinions. Yeah. No,
0: yeah. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> You're wrong
2: and stupid, but we all have opinions. Here's
0: what I'll say for uh, my final thing on uh, on last stand it, which is favorable. I don't like the Jean Grey Wolverine relationship, just period. I've never liked it. But there's great scenes with them in uh, the last stand. Mm-hmm. I actually think that that's really well done. That's it, a good point. It, it it still makes me not like this idea that they were ever, you know, it's a it's a total retcon thing that I don't like. But it was well handled in that and I, I think that they're very good together in some of those scenes. Well, yeah. I
2: always liked it in the in the nineties cartoon. Would.
0: <laughs> he liked the bad boy. I did, yeah. yeah.
2: Well because, you know, he loved her.
1: <laughs> so here's my question. Is this a Fitting farewell for the Xbox X Men mm, universe. No, no, no. yeah. It, I, I, Days of it's Future Past. Like, go watch the Rogue Cut of Days of Future Past. That's
2: that's next on my list. I yeah. really want to watch that. If,
1: if you haven't, you get more new stuff, and like you get both versions of these characters. Mm. It that, that is like the true finale. It, like yes, there were two, yeah. other, two maybe three other movies after it, depending on what happens mm-hmm, with New Mutants, Mutants. Yeah, but to me, Days of Future Past will always be like the grand finale, endgame movie of the Fox Men. I mean, Fox- I- yeah, the Fox Men universe. Yeah, the Fox Man.
0: I liked, I liked things about Apocalypse, and obviously, I like things about this movie. But uh, yeah, if there hadn't been anything after Days of Future Past, what a great ending that would have been. You yeah. Know? It's all right. We can. It's headcanon, you guys. Yeah, right.
1: Um. So real quick, and then because I do want to have time to talk about the other stuff that we that from that happened this week, what do you guys want to see now from an MCU X Men? And I'll, I'll I'll let you guys think about that for a minute because okay. I'm hard transitioning the. And so here's the thing that uh, I've been thinking about that I I think that Disney should do with the X Men. That I don't know if they will but I think they should consider the next adaptation, the next live action adaptation of the X-Men should be a a TV show. Not the gifted, not like B versions of the characters that we've gotten used to. I mean, you should do a Disney Plus series in the MCU about whether it's uh, about the school, and you're doing like basically Buffy with just all X-Men, or something like that. A cast of this size with the emotional stakes that the X-Men get, I think is best served with eight hours as opposed to two. I think that you would get a better and more unique version. You wouldn't just feel like you're redoing the X-Men universe again for the second time in a decade, or two decades, I guess. Like the th- Or the third version no, the in third two one. decades. Yeah. A TV series would feel v- different and new.
2: I don't hate that idea at all, actually. That's not a bad idea. Just because, you're right, you get... And also, I feel like every character would get more screen time. Because it's such a huge cast. I mean, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, I got no Quicksilver in this movie, so cool. But maybe you could (laughs) have, you know, where you're telling stories and you see each each, uh, character gets more time in the spotlight. I would like that. That would actually be really cool. Mostly, what I just want to see from the Disney X-Men is just... Good casting, and they they haven't ever disappointed me with casting before, so I don't think it's going to be an issue, but good casting, and the right tone, I think, is another thing, because X-Men just has kind of a, it has a slightly darker tone, and I don't need it Mm -hmm. to be anything like rated R or anything crazy like that, because that, you know, the other movies weren't, and that was fine, Um, but just, it just, it needs to have that slightly more real, slightly more gritty tone that I hope that they'll kind of put into it.
1: Well, it's a civil rights story. Yeah, exactly. At the, at, the, at the core of X-Men, it it's is. a civil rights story. And I was thinking about this, and I actually feel like you could go even harder on the analogy that they're making. Um, like, look, when you recast Magneto... Into the, if you're casting him into the MCU, mm-hmm. you kind of have to. And I, I as, as somebody who's Jewish, and I, I, I love that Magneto tells a Jewish character's story. And I don't, I, I hate to lose that. But the timeline doesn't work for him to have been a prisoner in World War II and be even anything other than a hundred years old. Yeah, That's true. In, in uh, modern day MCU, and I, and we don't need to freeze a character. But I think you get a lot of stories out of Magneto and Charles Xavier being on very much, very close to a Malcolm X, Martin Luther King story. If you put, if you cast African American actors in both roles and put them into the civil rights movement in the 1960s. Have them in the South during that time and that's where Magneto like, hits her. It's a different story. Yeah, I acknowledge very, that very it's different, different and it's yeah. a big shift, but I think it hits our timeline at uh, in a different way. I think it hits the uh, the more of like it's more front-facing with what the story is that they're trying to tell. Yes, it's a little less subtle, but I don't know that you need to be as subtle. I, I don't mind being
0: shown the story that you want to tell. I don't think you need to hide it anymore. Uh, in terms of the idea of the uh, being a TV show, I think it lends itself, the X-Men really lends itself to that because it is a very serialized storytelling. I mean, uh, I've Said before that the best adaptation of the Dark Phoenix saga is, of course, from the '90s animated series where they just did a whole week. They told a the story; it was fairly comic book accurate.
2: Just take that exact yeah. thing and Chris, turn it into a live Chris action Chris Claremont
0: show. gets uh, based on stories written by he gets that credit, which you don't usually see in cartoons. And so, when you do, uh, if you were to do the series, a series like that, I mean, after Dark Phoenix. Two months later, they did Days of Future Past in the comics. You know, so you you're not able to do that when you do a movie every two or three years. Now Disney's going to really be looking at a at a at a bottom line of financial bottom line of doing X Men movies versus TV. Yeah. But if they could do this, I think that would the characters would definitely be better served, uh, and you would get so much more. You know, I mean, think about how. What do we have? We have uh 39 hours of Daredevil instead of what we would have maybe gotten two more movies, you know, if they had made Daredevil movies, you know. So uh to get that much X-Men, I would certainly uh, certainly be on board for. It. Yeah. I mean, so we talk about X Men all day, but there's a
1: bunch of other cool stuff <laughs> going on in the universe, right? In the Marvel universe, right now. Um, so, if you guys have more thoughts on Dark Phoenix, please let us know in the comments below. Feel free to tweet at us on on Twitter at Marvel News PTN for the the main shows handle, or at Zach Wilson at Z underscore Land at Christian DMZ let us know what you thought of Dark Phoenix, because we do want to know. And we are keeping an eye on the chat. I know there's been some questions, uh, but and we'll try to get to them at the oh, end.
0: Zach, this ties into your thing, sorry. Uh, for your no, African-American uh, casting, uh, so Idris Elba is Magneto, and Sterling K. Brown is Professor Xavier from Jenna James. I think James. that's what Coy suggested okay. on I, Instagram. I just saw it right here, and I... will
2: watch Idris Elba I, Yeah, and, I'll watch and him and play anything, anything. so uh, anything. I just wanted matter. to
0: give Jenna James credit. For yeah, it. I
1: think that's. I think I saw yeah. that Coy had, had that casting at one point. Um, I was like I came to a similar conclusion just thinking about how to fix Magneto's timeline mm-hmm. and like bring him more towards the future, um, or the the present rather. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it
0: yes to anyway, both of those actors, yeah, I'm I'm there.
1: Um, you could even like I could even see Ricky Whittle being involved. Like uh, who's been like yes he's a very he's not that the character he's playing on American Gods is not at all fit with those, but I think he's a strong actor and he has that presence to play. Probably Magneto, not Xavier. But he he like a muscle bound Magneto would be an interesting <laughs> change.
2: Very
1: uh, Alright. Let's uh real this is real quick. I just want to mention it the that, that you so that you guys know. Um if you are a fan were a fan of Wolverine uh the, the the scripted podcast that they've been doing the new season is now available wide release on apple podcasts and basically anywhere you're listening to podcasts the first episode's up i listened to it it's like 30 minutes it's so it's super fun he's going to new orleans uh to investigate somebody that uh that's missing i want to let you guys find out more about that on your own but episode two is getting gambit <laughs> Hey. And they released like a thirty second clip of him playing cards, and Wolverine stumbles up.
2: Since we're never, <laughs> since we're never getting a Gambit movie, you there can you at go. least listen to Gambit,
1: yeah. uh, and he sounds really great. All right, let's move on from that because I want time to talk about the Marvel's Avengers video game that just dropped this big trailer at E three. You guys watched it? What did you guys think of it?
2: Okay, so um I it's super, super weird seeing it be the characters without the characters that you're used to like visually seeing. I know in comic books it's different, but we've been watching th- these movies for t- ten years and now it's they're like, hey, here's this here's this video game and it's gonna be really, really, really close, but different people. And you're like it's it's strange. it's yeah. very it's very odd. I'm, I don't know not silly, but like I hate it. The graphics look great. You told me that it's going to be multiplayer.
1: So there's going to be. Is there going to be
2: a story based? Like a story based part?
1: It's a story. It's a story mode. The whole thing's story. Okay. Um, when I say multiplayer, it's going to be co op. Gotcha. So you're going to be able to play with your friends, which makes. So much sense for the Avengers, mm-hmm. like whereas Spider-Man is a one-player game, there's no multiplayer. Yeah, that That's makes Because uh, Spider-Man, he he flies solo most of the time. But the Avengers, you want to be able to have like your friend come play Thor, and you're playing Iron Man <laughs> and stuff like that. And like I think that that you could probably, I, I think they're going to involve like combo moves. Like I'm sure that I, I'm sure that Iron Man can bounce. Uh, Stuff off Cap Shield kind of Um <laughs> from what awesome. I've from what I've read, the gameplay is pretty fun. Like people haven't been able to play it yet, but they've seen gameplay demos okay. at E three and they were comparing Thor to Kratos in the recent God of War story where it's like okay. you're throwing things and you're able to beat people up and then zip it back to you. That always felt like Thor anyway.
2: I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, I would bet that it'll be fun to play, but uh, in sort of the likenesses, obviously you don't want to pay likeness rights to famous actors, but also it just felt like, to me, when they used to make TV series out of movies, like, there was a Ferris Bueller's TV series and... Uh, there it, was? Yeah, That's and so weird. Matthew Broderick was not the lead. was this guy, Charlie Schlatter. Jennifer Aniston was on it. It's... Like, no, you don't, it just, it doesn't even look close to right. And, uh, you know, it used to happen a lot more. They don't really yeah. do Oh, that I way. watched the pilot for Blazing Saddles, the TV right. show. It's, it's a perfect example. So it just felt a little what? bit, it felt a little bit like that. But look, sometimes you get MASH too, which was, uh, which was on for like 12 years. So yeah. it could work. But anyway, uh, so it's, I was so distracted by that. That watching it as a trailer, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. But I bet if I was sitting down to play it, I'm like, oh, this is really fun. I don't care. You know, I, th- I and I think that's kind of the problem that video games has evolved so much. that They look, you know, because if you're playing like Capcom versus X-Men, well, it doesn't really look like anything. It just looks like a cartoon. So it's fine. There, there's so such expressive features on these actors yeah. that it's like, well, that doesn't look anything like Tony Stark. That doesn't look like any of the Bruce Banners, including Bill Bixby.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like everyone that's like complaining about the looks and everything is... Forgetting is this is not the MCU. This is a completely different right, universe. Exactly, and where I think people are like having like, a little trouble with it is because uh, here's the thing. We also got this reaction when they first showed off the the look for Spider-Man, the video game. It was like, what's that white like logo on his chest? But it differentiated it. like that's in its own universe. And there's actually some rumors that they yeah. might that Spider-Man might exist like the mar- the the Sony video game Spider-Man might be in the same universe as That's this cool. Avengers. And it's different companies and who knows like. but there was a reference in, uh, like a little audio reference in Spider-Man where they are like, the Avengers are so busy being on the West Coast and this trailer showed off the Avengers uh, in San Francisco oh, with yeah. their, their new headquarters in San Francisco. Someone's like, oh! Have they been planning this all
2: along? <laughs> it's gonna which be a crossover.
1: Be, which would be well, would be really cool, even if it's not. There's not a crossover. Just the idea that they exist in the same universe. Right. Um, and there's a lot of cool details in this trailer. You've got the like, Taskmaster's going to be the, the appears going to be the big bad. At least he's involved in this big first trailer. We could bring up uh, you know that uh, uh, photo of Taskmaster. Sorry, we're going to go a little bit out of order. Um, but uh, I think it's number four. Was Taskmaster? Uh, yeah, there he is. Um, and he looks great. Yeah, you guys know I'm excited to see Taskmaster do some stuff. Yeah, we're not still got MCU. Taskmaster, this one looks this looks really cool. Um, as far like there's one other thing that they announced and makes me real excited. And it's again another reminder that these are wildly different versions of the characters. If we go to image number five, which should be the next one down. Hank Pim's in the game, guys. Hey. <laughs> um, and this is, like, so unlike any other Hang Pim. It actually reminds me more of early days Avengers Hank Pim, where he's a little bit more, like, sw- swash Not swashbuckly, but he's, like, got a little more attitude to him. <laughs> he, like, walks in. There's, like, a big, like, it looks like an insect robot. Um, <laughs> I, it's yellow and, and black. You can see him, he's holding it there it's enormous and he walks in like i got this you guys you hear tony over the headset like yeah uh, what are you doing hey get out of he holds up a giant like looks like a particle cannon on his shoulder and shrinks it down <laughs> and it's like oh you got it uh this is like cool guy head theme, yeah. which I'm, I'm hoping that they also get janet van dyne in there like if I could play as the Wasp in a video game, <laughs> I will lose it, you guys. I will lose it. Like playing as as, as Ant Man and Giant Man would be cool. But playing as the Wasp, like get shrinky and then flying around. Yes, please. I mean that is
2: cool, especially if you can like fl- uh, fly or no. I'm sorry, shrink, fly, and then come out and like, yeah, yeah, game mechanics, what, game mechanics, guys.
1: Um, it could be really cool. Uh, there's uh. Yeah, so uh, if we go to uh, uh, number six, the last one, um, you can see a little bit of what the perspective is going to be like. uh, like This is what it's going to look like when you have Iron Man. Playing like when you're playing as Iron Man, so like you're
2: so just flying, person. you can
1: blasting. Yeah, it's all third person. Mm-hmm. But they also showed like the Hulk that you can play as. Hawkeye's not in there, but there they've said that uh, there's rumors now that he is going to be eventually. You don't see him here. He may okay. come in later. That's the thing. Like they, they you cycle through all the players in the tutorial that they've shown people, but I think they're going to be able to add other characters as you dig, as you go in deeper and add different mechanics and all that. That's, that's the one thing that's tough is all these people have different fighters. Like, Widow in this is a certain, like, Widow is a a normal person. There's Mm -hmm. only so much you can do realistically with that character. She has gadgets and apparently, and like, she gets into a fight with Taskmaster. um, And maybe you do a lot of, like, sneaky spy stuff. Like, you do, like, kind of, um... Uh, 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 solid Snake, like, you know, like Heidi, but that <laughs> kind of stuff. Solid, yeah, like you just pull from like pull from any video game, like to use and make this like all these different facets for all these different characters. Yeah,
2: which would be which you would have to really because it's and that's one another thing. I wonder how buggy this game is going to be just because of that, because of all of the different um, interactions that you have and the different characters and the, so much coding. Jesus, um, yeah. it's, that's that's going to be interesting. But I do like that idea of making it very multifaceted game. So the you get to play each character as a whole different unique experience but it like comes together yeah I and like I, that
1: I think ultimately this is going to be great like the costumes people may not like them but the, the, the motion like, I know they did mocap on most of these characters um, the actors have talked about it um they have a good voice cast. It's not the original like voices that you know from comics or, or voices from comics. <laughs> it's not the, it's not anybody from the movies, but they got a, they got a great cast like Troy Baker, Travis Willingham, Laura Bailey, uh, a bunch of other people. Um, uh, Nolan North, I think, is playing Tony. Um, if I got my yeah, I think that's right. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I, I think I'm, I can't remember. If I'm getting Bruce and Tony backwards. Either way. I'm I'm very excited about this game. Um, Okay, we only have a few minutes left. So let's talk about Jessica Jones. I'm going to play the bug for TV time. We don't have time. Christian and I have both seen episode one.
0: Oh, look, Zia left out again.
2: Yeah, it's almost like they plan this.
0: (laughs) We don't plan this, you guys. It just happens this way.
2: (laughs) I was actually called for this, too.
0: Yes. Uh, And uh, let me mention that uh, I saw it because uh, I'll be on the uh, AfterBuzz TV panel, the after show for it, which uh, a couple episodes are going to drop overnight tonight. So the show will be available midnight local time, and the first couple episodes of the after show will also be there. But I've only seen episode one as we're talking right now. And uh, I don't. I thought it was fun. It was. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, look, it's everybody. Remember, uh, you know how, why you like this show. Here's all the people you like, and you, know, you still don't like Trisha's mom, but she's a great character. Um, but uh, and it's you know, it, 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 the story only moves a little bit, and uh, in true Netflix fashion, you're always like, well, now I want to watch the next one.
1: Yeah. So. Um, it, like, the first episode it, it is a little slow moving, yeah. um, as you, like, get caught up with where everybody is. It's sort of normal for, like, a, uh, like, a later season, like, within the third season. Yeah. It's been, like, they've had some time, like, off the air. You sort of need to catch up with everybody. Malcolm has a great uh, storyline growing I do that, like I'm that. Like, yeah. that I'm like I'm like I want to know more. Yeah. Jessica's in a in a different place which is really cool cuz we'll get to see her, how she behaves differently with different characters yeah. now that she's had a little bit more she's got a little bit more notoriety behind her. Uh, it looks cool it looks good i'm excited to watch the rest of it like tonight as soon as i get off of work <laughs> uh which i get off of work at like 11:30.
2: so it works out perfect
1: timing <laughs> i can just go home and go click and right on episode sleep. two yes <laughs> um right away um okay uh we have two minutes left i think that's enough time to drop one more rumor that was out there oh wait before we move off jessica jones uh if you guys are listening on a podcast, uh, you're going to get this right in your feed, but as we've been doing our our, our back and forth with Marvel TV Weekly, on Sunday, uh, I'll be joining these two again, they're they're, they're nice enough to have me come yes. by on Marvel TV Weekly, we're going to talk about the first three episodes of Jessica Jones, and if you're a podcast subscriber, we're still doing our, our test run about like both shows showing up in the same feed, And so just
0: keep subscribing here. And you can listen to us talk about Jessica Jones one through three, and we'll also talk about Shield. And anybody who knows Zach knows that uh, he's always happy. Yes, 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 yes. That smile will tell you anything. If you're listening,
2: just go, just go watch that
1: one part. Um, and if you are, if you want to watch, that'll be on AfterBuzz TV, Correct. our sister network. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So now we don't have time for, rumor, but there is a casting rumor out there that Marvel is trying to cast somebody called the Benefactor, Ooh, uh, be and it's a Caucasian. Male, age forty to sixty. Some people think it's Norman Osborn. I disagree. I think it's going to be uh, somebody way closer. I think it, I think you're looking at a TV kingpin, like a, a Disney Plus okay. kingpin, uh, because they said Atlanta, and I think uh, the from what I understand, mostly Disney Plus shows are planned are currently planned for Atlanta, barring Disney shifting things around. Okay. Okay, guys, we got to wrap it up. Unfortunately, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, uh, on the show. We'll be back next week. We'll be back on Sunday for Marvel TV Weekly and on next Thursday to talk more Marvel and stick around and stay tuned for the announcement when we will be talking to Chris Claremont about Dark Phoenix and Legion. Christian Black,
0: where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ and when we have that interview scheduled that's one place you'll be able to find out about it.
2: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land that's XIA underscore land and this Sunday after Buzz TV 9pm Sunday
1: (laughs) And I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson uh, We will absolutely be doing more You can also send your questions to Doom's Question Corner We ran out of time because we had a lot of stuff to talk about including a movie review today guys but we, I've been building up. I have a whole list of questions for Slow News Week and we're going to get to a ton of them at some point so keep sending them in to Doom's Question Corner You can find me at Wilson. Be sure to listen to my other podcast Ships in the Night where we talk about weird cross fandom shipping. We had After Buzz TV's own Roxy Stryer Also, one of the hosts of DC Movie News in, and guess what we did, guys? We did a Marvel DC crossover show. Deadpool and Harley Quinn. How does it go? It's real violent, but (laughs) how does it end? Uh, That's Ships in the Night, available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.